You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For everything Buccaneers, it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Ahoy, Bucks fans! Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, I felt like it was appropriate to bring Ahoy back, seeing as how the team is riding high and over in Munich, Germany. So be sure to download that Odyssey app, hit the auto download button to stay up to date on all new episodes, as well as streaming Jolly Rogers and touchdowns on any of your favorite platforms. And guys, you're going to want to keep up with us because we will be bringing you all content from the team being in Germany. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell. And it is time for us to sail into not only a new episode, but that game preview of the Seahawks taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Kaylee. Guten Tag, Casey. Uh Hello. I know that you'll need to be practicing for Jolly Rogers and Touchdown <laughs> fans. If you've missed the loop, Casey is actually going to Germany. So she will be our eyes and ears on the ground as the Bucks take on the Seahawks. Um, it's going to be really exciting. And I know a lot of fans in Germany are already very excited. They're out and about mm-hmm. in Munich, hanging out. Uh, and just there's there's actually a lot of fans for this Bucks a team. Rising amount. In Germany, they're so mm-hmm. excited, and there's like big statues with the number twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's these oversized helmets that are they out there. Out the Super Bowl helmets. I thought yes. that was so cool. It's I'm excited so cool. to see that. Casey, yeah. you have to give us all of the insights, fans. Be sure to follow Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Plus, follow Casey at the Sports Case. That's K A S E. As again, she will be our eyes and ears on the ground in Munich as the Bucks take on the Seahawks. And Casey, while you will be going to Germany, there's a few people from the Bucks that are not going to make the trip. Yep. Sadly, Russell Gage and Luke Gedeke mm-hmm. are not traveling to Germany um, for this game. So that kind of starts us off with a little bit of news and notes, some mm-hmm. team updates, but I'm sure you have a few more things to add to that. Uh, I, I'm cool. bummed for those guys. It, it, it would have been really cool to get At to travel and be there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they're not, they're not making the flight over. Um, and even with the storm, the team got over there safely. So <laughs> really glad to hear about that. I know that not everybody fared so well, Casey, one of our <laughs> own being, being one of them, but you're still going to get there in time. Yes. Uh, so glad to hear that. But I was um, supposed to be gone already or getting ready to be gone already guys. And that little mini storm that Florida, just Florida being Florida and, and then some decided to try to throw a kink in plans, but thank you Delta airlines. We got everything 
figured out and can exhale and have peace of mind getting there uh, late tomorrow. So um, in in that, Kaylee, while there's a few guys that aren't going to make the trip, aren't going to get the um, experience, aren't going to learn some Deutsch, if you will, uh, you got Cameron Brayton and Antoine Winfield Jr. that participated fully all week and did make the trip. So we know so we haven't exciting. seen Cam Brayton since the Steelers game and that big scare. Oh, my gosh. And Antoine Winfield Jr., just being extra precautious with that concussion protocol. If it wasn't only the Cameron Bright scare that probably helped with that extensive protocol, it was probably also what we all saw happen with Tua uh, down in Miami. So good to see them fully participate. Um, weirdly enough, they said that Winfield Jr. was still in, pro in protocol, but fully participated all week. Don't know the semantics behind that. The good news is that more than likely, guys, you will see him flying around in that secondary versus this Seahawks team, and you couldn't be any more excited. Before we get into that breakdown of Bucks offense versus Seahawks defense, huge shout out to Jake Camarda, who won Ricky, Rookie of the Week. Excuse me, guys. Yes. Um, he had a huge special teams performance versus the Rams. Great field positioning. Uh, he executed over 357 yards. So hats off to Jake. Congratulations. I thought it was going to go to Kate Allen, not to be that person, but uh, it's great to see the rookies stepping up overall, uh, regardless yeah. of who won that particular award. Kaylee, which takes us into some offense first defense yes. Bucks sitting at 10 Seahawks sitting at 18 uh, Bucks offense versus their defense. That is. And the first thing I will point out is that the Bucks points scored to points allowed look a lot better than the Seahawks aside from the point scoring portion. So Bucks points scored is a 162 up to date. Bucks points allowed is 164 up to date. Seahawks, can put up points. I've mentioned that here before. Mm -hmm. uh, they sit at 241. Scoring is not really an issue for them. It's the points allowed. They allow 220 points. So if I'm the Tampa Bay Bucks, if I'm suiting up, if I'm about to wear a jersey representing Tampa Bay, I'm looking at that points allowed and I'm saying we finally have a chance to execute in the red zone and to make better decisions, to make smart plays and it looks like if we didn't gauge anything from Sunday's victory in those last couple of seconds there it sounds like it's time to let time to let Tom Brady take the take the reins a little more there now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on bluenile.com make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab grown diamond bands all hand finished and graded for excellence or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Let him call some plays, Casey. <laughs> Let him call some plays. I liked what they did at the end there. And like you said, this Bucks offense against the Seahawks defense, well, Again, the, it's an interesting matchup because the Seahawks defense ranks 24 overall. Mm -hmm. uh, they rank 27th in rushing defense, 20th in passing defense, and overall scoring defense, they rank 22nd. But right. I want to key in on specifically their pass defense, which is not it, – it, it's below a little bit below average. It's not fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's not they're, – they're not doing – amazing they're mm -hmm. 20th 
But the Bucks have a huge advantage here because not only do you have Tom Brady, not only is Tom Brady clicking with his tight ends, Kate Otten and Keefe, not only is Scotty Miller catching balls and moving the ball forward and doing things, this Bucks offense is ranked fifth in passing offense. Mm-hmm. So you have the fifth ranked passing offense going against the 20th ranked pass defense, you have a very, very clear advantage. And I know that the Bucks are going to want to get the ground game a little bit more involved. You can't have all of the pressure be on Tom Brady mm-hmm. and everybody else. That's fine. However, use, use your strengths. They yeah. need to play into their strengths in this. So that's my first point. Play into your strengths. The fact that you have a guy like Tom Brady at the helm, the fact that he's clicking with Kate Otten, the fact that Kate Otten is going out there and making plays, mm-hmm. use that, utilize that, use, you know, have some Mike Evans explosive plays. I said that last week. I said that in the treasure takeaways on Tuesday. They yep. need to have a few explosive plays in there. So what does this look like? Overall, okay, here's my ideal. You have some very consistent plays that you can go to with a guy like Scotty, with a guy like Cade Otten that's going to move the ball down the field, you know, eight to 10 yard passes, right? Mm -hmm. Then at least once every three downs or so, you see if you can do something bigger. You see if you can get a a Mike Evans, a Julio Jones, uh, a Chris Godwin. You see if you can stretch the ball down the field and create some explosive plays. You don't want to continue to rely on third and short or third and long. You don't want to put yourself – I mean, the Bucs – I think I had the stat last – Yes, in our you last did. episode where it's like the Bucks have had more third downs than any other team in the league this season. You can't do that. You can't do that. And so play to your strengths. They rank 20th in pass defense. You rank fifth in pass offense. Use that to your advantage. Move the ball down the field and get some things done. So Casey, that's my first point. Whenever we're considering how this team can take advantage. Yeah. The Seahawks have a really good offense. Yeah. But guess what? You don't suck on offense. No, you just have that time together yet, but you don't suck on offense. We saw it last game within 45 seconds. You went down and you scored. You were able to move the ball, continue to do that. Take the confidence that you got from that last drive and remember who you – I'm going to be like the Lion King here. Simba, <laughs> remember who you are. Who you are. are. <laughs> like, remember who you are, Tom Brady. Remember yes. who you are and go out and execute. Give those fans in Germany a show. Yep. And they're so excited to see him because the first thing you see when you get to the airport in Munich, um, because, of course, I've been stalking it before I get there myself, is a giant – giant poster of Tom Brady's face like yeah. this 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 country wants to see Tom Brady thrive and so do Bucks fans we want to see you build off of last week's well last 57 seconds of the game and you know start showing everybody what they were so excited about in training camp this year so glad that you brought up the passing uh Kaylee because it's, it's such a key point there that they have an opportunity and now they're starting to connect as long as they call the right plays they have options again 
while Julio Jones is a bit of a surprise uh, because his health has really just not been able to keep him in any game or allow him to participate this season, he's rostered. He had a full participation the other day, and he can be a threat in certain circumstances. They need to use him. So everything you said, absolutely. And as of this moment, as of the last injury report, they have a lot more options today than they did the last few weeks, and so they should go into that more confident and ready to go. Speaking of something they should be ready to go with, ready to execute on, is that this offensive line won't have such a tall order in the trenches. Some of the guys that they're going to be going up against are C and D graded people on PFF, where you have Tristan Wirfs, who's an all-star, and then you have you know Nick Leverett, who's done way better than Luke Gedecky. We talked about that extensively here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. So just seeing where people are going to line up, Hainsey's starting to get more settled in his role they will have more of a chance here to potentially get some ground game going and it might not be the Leonard Fournette show who knows it might be split reps between Leonard Fournette and Rashad White Rashad White let and carries led and carries as well as rushing yards last week even though it wasn't anything spectacular I think it was just 29 rushing yards uh, still they're getting him more involved where Leonard shined was pass catching and that's not surprising because we know that was an element of his game that he had to work on uh, the past couple of seasons. It was a focus of something that we saw him do a little bit more of in training camp. And now that's kind of where he's succeeding. So they need to put the right running back in at the right time for the right play egos aside. And I think we could finally see some ground game going, but Kaylee, you mentioned something very important. Um, the most important thing with requiring these guys, calling on them to establish and, and control and just really command the, the pass game here. When the Seahawks, part of their reason of letting up so many points, not to take away from the guys on the roster there, half of their secondary are very young guys. Two of them specifically mm -hmm. are guys that I just watched in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama in like January. So to see these guys go from senior bowl to draft to, you know, being a first string, second string guy on this Seahawks roster, the depth in their secondary is not what we're used to when you talk about the Seattle Seahawks. So the first guy I got to point out is Woolen. Uh, four interceptions, which is fantastic for him as a rookie. One touchdown, defensive touchdown, and 31 tackles. So he does pretty decent in coverage. He's probably going to be the, the guy matching the wideout, uh, Mike Evans. But then it's Chris Godwin taking on Kobe Bryant. And no, guys, it's not the Kobe Bryant. May he rest in peace. It is Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati, another guy we saw at the Senior Bowl, 39 tackles and a sack. Um, he majority plays in that slot there. So any guy that they put in the slot, which would have been rotated out between Russell Gage as well as Chris Godwin. Gage not playing, not traveling. Um, it's going to be Godwin and Bryant there. So you've got two rookies versus two of the top wide receivers in the league. And yes, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, I'm fully aware that that might be a bold statement with the record that Tampa Bay has put up so far this season, but we already know that their skill set is very elite. Mike Evans is one of the best of the best, regardless of what's taking place with this team. Chris Godwin still bouncing back from injury and showing up on crucial downs. Absolutely. So for them to be going against two rookies there, I think that Kaylee has a point here. Have a heyday. Have fun with it. Really teach these boys a lesson. Give them their first Welcome to the NFL if they haven't gotten it yet. Um, something else to mention in order to establish this passing game is the fact that if Cameron Brait is back, we know that that trust is already there. Don't freak out, guys. I know we're wondering if Cam Brait's back, what does this mean for Kate Otten? I would hope 
This is high hopes. I would really hope that this coaching staff is not crazy enough. We're going to keep it kind. They're not crazy enough to be like, Cam's back. Let's go back to minimizing Kate Otten's role. Use your tight ends. Kaylee and I have been asking for this since training camp. Go in and do two tight end sets, three tight end sets. We saw creative play versus the Steelers where they used a three tight end set, and it worked. We saw them do it versus the Panthers, and it worked. Don't retract on things. Use Cameron Bright and K-Dotton. That's going to throw teams off because if they watch any film against you, guess what they're going to see? You using Leonard Fournette to gain no yards. You going to Mike Evans because he's Mike Evans. And then Chris Godwin when you feel like it. And then being flustered and confused when you get zero success on the field. Put Cam Bright and K-Dotton both on the field and get things done. Kadon's been helping control the middle of the field. Their drops, like regardless of drops, and I think he only has three drops total out of all the games that he's played. And Cameron Bright has that trust factor with, uh, with Tom Brady, not to mention is that before his injuries, he was that tight end that was drawing in timely penalties that allowed these guys to get the first downs that they needed. Yep. Tight ends are so crucial and they're so much more important that they get credit for. I'm sure Kaylee and I can go on and on and on about it, but the most important thing is do not bring Cameron Braid in to completely eliminate K-Dotton or have four receptions from K-Dotton when it's all said and done or two, because that's typically what it is when, when Cameron Braid is suited up. So I hope that they're smart enough not to make that mistake, especially versus a team where these young guys can get those reps versus a defense that's not going to really make them pay for it. And Casey, to, to continue on that point, He's earned this. Yes. Kate Otten has earned this. We always talk about like, you have to earn your time. You have to show up in practice. You have to show up in games. You have to do this. You have to do something mm -hmm. to earn getting looks. You have to do something to earn your playing time. Kate Otten has earned his playing time. And if you take it away now, then frankly, you're – I don't know. I don't know if I have words, but you'll, you'll probably be walking the plank because right. he's, he's earned it. Like he, it, it's hypocritical to, to mm -hmm. tell a guy, Hey, you have to go out here and earn this thing. You have to go out and do something. Show us and what you can doing do. It. And he's doing it. And then to take something away from him after what he did for this team last week. No, nope. You're not going to do that. Kate Otten has earned his role and he deserves to keep it. Casey, my final point and thinking about this offense versus defense is the GOAT. It's Tom Brady. And I yep. already kind of said it. Tom Brady, like, remember who you are. Here's why. Tom Brady, you're 3-0 and in international starts. Mm -hmm. You have won in Mexico City and in London twice. You have a 125.2 passer rating in those games, that is the highest among quarterbacks who have made multiple starts outside of the U.S. Tom Brady is second in the NFL with 2,547 passing yards this season. He has not thrown an interception since week one. Right. He has a career best streak of 373 consecutive attempts without a pick he needs to remember who he is lean into it remember what you did in the last 45 seconds of that game to win it for this team and go out give these people in munich a show 
because that's what you do. You go out. Tom Brady executes very well whenever he's putting on a show for people. And he mm -hmm. knows that these people have come and paid and, and have wanted to see him play. And he's going to go out and put on a show. He needs to remember that and go out there with the confidence, remembering his ability, and go put on a show. Absolutely. And there's no better way to leave Bucks offense versus Seahawks defense. So now we'll pivot to the Bucks defense versus the Seahawks offense. Guys, as mentioned earlier, the Seahawks offense knows how to put up points. And who would have thought? Led by Geno Smith. But when you're put in the right system and given the right opportunity, people thrive. So 241 points scored by the Seahawks uh, team. And not to mention some of the wins that they've pulled off have been pretty impressive as well. But it's it all comes down to what can this Bucks defense do? Can this D help them or not help them, but prevent them from scoring so many points? Can they contain a guy like Geno Smith? Because Geno Smith's one of those quarterbacks that if panicked, if pressed, if pressured enough, he's going to use his legs. So now you've got no Shaq Barrett, who's typically one of your better guys for tracking the quarterback and making sure that he doesn't get loose or still make those big plays once he escapes the pocket. But that's where the hopes, the excitement of an Antoine Winfield Jr. returning can help. But I'm not going to put it on Winfield, all on Winfield Jr., Kaylee, because last week, something that we saw that got me very excited for this Bucks defense revival. I feel like we're always reviving this team, if, <laughs> if, if we haven't said it enough. Um, it's the fact that it was Keanu Neal that really showed up and, and helped out in you know, helped out in the box, helped out with applying pressure, helped up with stepping up in blitzes. Keanu Neal had himself a game. And it was great to see because this is a guy that I was excited about when the signing took place. Um, he's known as one of the heaviest hitters in the league. They, his, they nicknamed him Thumper. I've said that pr plenty of times here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. So to see game by game he's progressed and kind of stepped further into that role, I feel like this is a great opportunity for him to unleash just a little further. And maybe alleviate Antoine Winfield Jr. to come up in big plays on other parts of the field. So I feel like they found that one-two punch again because typically it was Antoine Winfield Jr. and Logan Ryan, Logan Ryan going out weeks ago. So now if Keanu Neal can continue to fulfill the role that he did versus the Rams and then you get Winfield Jr. back, you've got a great attack in this defense that doesn't even talk about guys like Devin White, Levante David, um, or outside J Joe Tryon Shanka yet. You're just talking about two guys that can help set a pivotal tone on this Bucks defense. So very excited to see Keanu Neal step up even more. Very excited to see Antoine Winfield Jr. back on the field. Kaylee, did you have any keys for us for this defense handling this Seahawks offense? Yeah. Um, I, I, I love what you said about the way that this offense is going. So, Casey, the guy that I have to look at is Kenneth Walker III. He's a guy that gets things done on this field. He He's able to go out there and do stuff. Um, and he's a really big reason why this team has been successful on offense. He's already had 200-yard rushing uh, performances this season, um, and, and he's – hitting his stride because he's coming off 107 yards against Arizona. This mm -hmm. defense is a team that this Bucks defense, they have let people run on them. And yeah. so really my biggest point for this defense is for the love of God, <laughs> be better at rush defense. 
Yeah. You know, going into this game, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know what is going to happen. You know that Kenneth Walker the third. You know this is a multi-dimensional team. You know Kenneth Walker the third is feeling himself. Yeah, he's a rookie, but but he's going out there and he's putting up numbers. He's scoring. To, he had, he's coming off of a two touchdown performance. He's mm-hmm. going out there and trying to do it. And not only is he trying, but Casey, he is doing it. You have to stop him. Yeah. Put this rookie in his place. Just like you said with those rookies in the secondary, put this rookie in his place. Please Defense. Thank you. Vita Vey. I want to see you swim some more. Put pressure. Yep. And this is where Antoine Winfield Jr. comes in big. Because like you said, Casey, he's a guy that can be kind of like nickel packagey, right? Mm-hmm. Which means he can come up and he's going to push up into um into that mm-hmm. offensive line into where the running backs are. Antoine Woodfield Jr. go off. Have yourself a day. Do not let Kenneth Walker the third run all over okay. you. Do not let that happen. Because if that happens, then you're gonna put this uh, Seahawks team in a very, very good position to win because they're going to put up some numbers. They're going to be able to score a little bit. You can't just keep them from scoring, mm-hmm. but you can slow them down. You can eliminate threats. You can change their multidimensional offense into a one-dimensional offense, and that is what you have to do. Take away the run threat. Take away Kenneth Walker the third, and 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 put them in an uncomfortable place where their game is just a very one-dimensional game. Yeah. Uh, so that Casey is my biggest point. He he's going to be a very big threat. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a guy that they have to watch. And historically, this team has not played very well against the run game. That needs to change this week. Absolutely. And the biggest reason why defense is going to have a lot more pressure on their shoulders to set the tone in this game and kind of carry it is because if they don't, with the high scoring opportunities that the Seahawks have, it's going to become a shootout. And you're not looking at a fair shootout between a team that puts up 241 points versus a team that puts up 162 points. Um, You know who's going to win that. So it doesn't need to come down to a shootout. Defense has to set the tone. And aside from containing the run, uh, as you so perfectly put it, Kaylee, it's also going to come down to uh, matchups like Levante David versus Noah Font. We see Levante David actually have some pretty spectacular plays If you're not watching him the whole game, you would kind of miss the importance of what he has done and when he has done it. I do want to see a little bit more splash out of him. You saw him and Devin White get fired up after a big play that he had against the Rams. I would say that I loved a lot of the things that I saw him do against the Rams. You also can find some confidence in the Carlton Davis versus Tyler Lockett matchup. Carlton Davis was everywhere on Sunday versus the Rams. He is out to prove something. He's out to prove that he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league, even with the time away from the field that he had to take. He's bounced back like he didn't even miss those games. And so he led under he led in tackles under Keanu Neal last week. Um, we saw defense have a great performance versus the Rams, a lot of three and outs that they forced, which is what you want to see out of your defense, especially if you're going to keep people off the scoreboard and the low scoring that took place Sunday showed you that they're capable of doing that. So in many ways, I think they can make Geno Smith and this offense pay for it if they think they're going to come and outscore the Bucks. And then you've got Jamil Dean. 
while you're calling on more swimming from Vita Vea, and I love it because it seems like he finally rose to your request, mm -hmm. I'm calling on Daniel Dean. I need to yep. see the guy from week one and week two, especially versus a DK Metcalf. You only have Metcalf was limited to 37 receiving yards versus the Cardinals. And we know that the Cardinals are just kind of awful to watch right now. So this is a redeemable opportunity for a guy like Jameel Dean. Get in front of the ball. Get an interception. Make some big plays here. This defense needs to be that much more splashier than they were last week. And it's not that they had splash plays. They racked up in the sack column. They were able to shut down and have great third down management. But they can still do more. Mike Evans, I mean, not Mike Evans, Mike Edwards, we've been calling on him for weeks now, weeks. You don't have the name, the nickname ball hawk anymore until I see some ball hawk action. Yeah. He's had strong games, but get your hands on the ball and make it count. You have to make every play count here where you're reeling in those passes, not just deflecting them or breaking them up and barely missing them by a touch. The last guy that I'm going to really call on to step up in this defense is Anthony Nelson. Mm. We saw Nelly do some spectacular things the first couple of weeks to the point where people are like, oh, is he going to build off of his career high performance from last season? And then it all kind of fell off. The defense as a whole fell off. We know that usually that kind of starts with leadership as well. The tone has just been different. The energy, emotion, passion has not been there. Build off of last week, guys. If they can do that, then we can see Anthony Nelson come to life. You're filling in for Shaq Barrett. Uh, Carl Nassib, you were one of the guys who stayed close to learning from Shaq Barrett. You guys need to be able to come in and make it feel like Shaq Barrett uh, is not gone. Honor him with these plays. Honor him by coming off the edge strongly. And then JTS, you can't be all gas, no breaks. You have to be more strategic. And if you're going to learn that from anybody, it's Devin White. Such an athletic person. He makes it count when he can wrap up and get on the quarterback. But you can't be blowing past the quarterback because you're just all over the place. He needs to reel it in. He needs to play more strategically. And he needs to help this defense do what they were doing the first couple of weeks and he needs to start doing it now and be consistent through every game because this was supposed to be that breakout season this is the reason jpp didn't get re-signed and jpp was out there playing with three different injuries needing surgery at the end of the season make it worthwhile kid it's time to step up so there's a huge opportunity for this bucks defense and if they can do what they did versus the rams then they're going to make this shootout um, a little bit more bearable and a lot yeah. exciting for Germany fans. They will see them in Munich. It will be 9.30 a.m. on Sunday um, here in the States, 3.30 p.m. in Munich. And as Kaylee mentioned, I will have pictures. I will have uh, – I'm going to go interview some fans in the bars. They did the bars uh, oh, soccer yeah. style. So if you guys are soccer fans – um, over in Europe, typically they'll have the flag of the teams playing over the bars so that you know that you're going to hang out with people that are rooting for the same team as you. Uh, European fans and soccer is something that people you'll never understand until you experience it. Soccer is insane. So I love that they kind of brought that culture and aspect into American football. So when you walk through, I think it's called Odom Plaza. Um, it's obviously spelled looking way different than that than how it's pronounced. But in the plaza, there's a number of bars already and you see the bucks fans or flags and then you see the seahawks flags so that you know which bar to go to but i'm gonna pop between both i will be wearing a neutral attire just so i can ask fans uh game predictions who's gonna win how it's gonna play out why this is even more exciting and they're playing in my favorite soccer arena so 
all of this is going to be, um, if nothing else, there will still be plenty of entertainment regardless of result and a great chance to see this, this Bucks defense come back to life. I'm really banking on it. Yeah. They have to. Uh, Casey, you kind of mentioned a few things about what to expect and what we can look forward to from you. But I wanted to know, I can't let you leave without telling us, what are you most excited for? Aside from, I know that you talked about, you know, this is this is your parents spent some time here um, and that's really special. But are you most excited about the food? Are you most excited about seeing your favorite soccer stadium, about um, – Oh, you man. know, being in being in a place that your parents spent some time. What are you most excited about in your travels? Trying to prioritize that is so hard because um, now, especially every call and guys, I talk to my mom 17 times a day, but every call is just kind of a little more nuggets of, you know, things that my parents loved when they were over in Germany and stuff. Um, but I mean, we've talked about that for years on end. I, I would have to say it's going to be between the food I'm not a picky eater, but if I, if I don't go into a situation the right way or presentation, I don't know, I can easily be like, maybe not like my, my appetite can shut down. And this is meat is, is not short in, in Germany, Munich, Germany. No. I've already seen the amounts of sausage and all the meats and stuff there. So I'm excited to try some new food and, um, I'm just really excited to see that arena. I again, I've I've watched one of my favorite goalies in soccer is Manuel Noir, who is the German goaltender. So that's just going to be surreal in its own. The way that we geek out about seeing fantastic NFL stadiums, that's top of the charts for me. So between the arena and the food is what I'm most excited about. Um, and yeah, I'll throw all the things up on social so you guys can follow along and I'll have my roommate with me who she will record every moment and face I have <laughs> while I take in all the exciting parts of Munich, Germany, and, and hopefully we'll get a chance to um, bring you guys so much content so that it feels like you were there with us. I wish that I was getting there a couple of days early like I had initially planned, but the experience alone is is so worth it. So I'm very excited for so many parts of this trip. We're excited for you. And yes, please share your journey because I have to live through you, Casey, because I'm not going. I'm not going. It's a little sad, but I'm going to live through you. So Jolly Rogers we'll and London in a couple years. Be sure to follow Jolly Rogers TDS. Follow Casey at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. She will be our eyes and ears on the ground in Munich as the Bucks take on the Seahawks. Now, Casey. We talked offense versus defense, defense versus offense, but now it's time to put paper to pen and say, what do we think are the game predictions Ooh. for this matchup? And uh, I can see that your brain is working a little bit there. So I'm going <laughs> to give you a second. I will take the lead this time. So Casey, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Tom Brady is going to take my call. I think he's going to go out there, and I think that he is going to give the people in Munich a show. I think he's going to remember who he is. I think the confidence from last game is to going to continue to be with him. I trust Tom Brady, Byron Leftwich, and this offense, and, and I think that Kate Otten is going to go out, and I think he's going to have himself a fantastic day. I think we're going to see some explosive plays from Mike Evans. I think that we're going to see some big plays so that there's not as much pressure on third downs and, and this team trying to, to move the ball on third and shorts or third and longs. I think the defense is going to come up big. I think that we're going to see 
a defense that that is going to be able to hone and execute just like you called them out, Casey. I even think that we're going to get at least at least one interception from this Bucks defense. Maybe Dean, maybe maybe Jamal can uh, can do that for us. We can see a little bit from him like we saw earlier in this season. And I think that while it is going to be a little bit more of a high scoring game, that the Bucks are going to take it 28 to 20. Love that. That's a fantastic prediction. Um, I'm leaning more towards, for some reason, I, I can see Leonard Fournette getting in the end zone. I can see one of the tight ends getting in the end zone. And definitely Mike Evans. Um, I think this team does make it a priority to help him reach goals such as the 1,000-yard seasons. So when you are going up against defenses that aren't going to let's say challenge you in the passing game as much. That's a prime opportunity for your star to hit another milestone. Not that they play for themselves in milestones. Uh, this is a very uh, selfless roster when it comes to a guy like Mike Evans, but uh, yeah, I want to see about three touchdowns there. So if they can get three touchdowns and maybe a field goal, I've got the bucks taking it 24 to 21. I think it's going to be a close game. Actually, no, I'm going to change that. 24 to 17. I'm going to give the Bucks defense a lot more credit than than that. So 24-17 in Munich, Germany, 9:30 a.m. stateside, 3:30 p.m. in Munich, and I can't wait. I'm so excited to see this. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. And Casey, you're you're going to London after this, right? Yeah, Paris and then London. We have to take oh. a train to get all the way to London. So we're going to make a pit stop, let our legs breathe, and then go. Okay. Well, that makes total sense. Casey's going to be on the ground. Remember, fans. So Casey and I both think the Bucks pull out the win. We think that they're going to do it uh, somewhat handily. We both have about the same uh, you know, point differential there for us. Um, so Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, be sure – to continue to follow along. But Casey, we can't end without making somebody walk the plank. I'm going to take a little bit of a, a page out of your book. Mm -hmm. And here's what my walk the plank is going to be. It's going to be an if and walk the plank. So if this happens, then, then, you, walk. then you walk. If the Bucks, for some reason, do not come out confident mm -hmm. I'm not saying uh, I, I'm not necessarily talking about like it, it's similar to what Tom Brady said you know what if execute you know if if you if there's one fail of execution that's fine I'm not upset about mm -hmm. that if the effort isn't there and the confidence isn't there because those two things are controllable you can control those mm -hmm. are you is the effort there is the confidence there if this team doesn't come out and put up a good effort, if this team doesn't come out confident after what they did last week, that's to me when they're going to have to walk the plank. Absolutely. I still think that I still want them to execute. You got to execute, you know, 80 to 90%. You know what I mean? You have a little bit of wiggle room in there, but you still have to execute. But I'm okay with that, with that person, you know, if, if everything isn't always exactly perfect, that's, I'm not mm -hmm. asking for perfection. Effort. And confidence has to be there and execution will follow. So if those things don't happen, Casey, somebody's going to have to walk the plank and they're going to have to walk the plank 
big time. Yeah, that's a large swim from Germany. I'm somewhat on the same page there, but mine's going to be if Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady are not on the same page, both of them will have to walk the plank after this game. You're, it's becoming very obvious what works, what doesn't work, what they should spend more time on, and what they don't need to spend time on. With something being so obvious, let's just stop making mistakes here. You're past that point. You're past that um, margin of of seeing how much wiggle room you have. You don't. Um, we're in a big week now. We're in a pivotal point of the season. And from this point on, the conversation is playoffs. And you cannot be in that conversation if you are not on the same page. Your quarterback is your captain and your OC. You guys need to get on the same page, stay on the same page, learn from the bright spots of last week. Because again, guys, I'm not saying that last week was a pretty win by any means. I mean, Rams kind of had them had them there for a, for a moment. So You've got to learn from these previous experiences. There's no more time to sit there and dilly-dally. And if Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich can be on the same page, and if Byron can release the reins on the right downs, then we should have a great game here, better than both of our predictions. But if not, both of these guys have to walk the plank. So that's mine, if and. I certainly agree. They do need to be on the same page. I got to also throw in a little bit of uh, if KDOTN is not in the mix, then somebody's also going to probably have to walk the plank. Right. I already said that earlier, <laughs> but uh, that is also very true. Jolly Rogers and Touchdown fans, thank you guys so much for joining us. You can find new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you find your podcast, but specifically on the Odyssey app. Be sure to download the Odyssey app. Find Jolly Rogers and touchdowns and then turn on the auto download button. Wherever you get your podcast, turn on the auto download button so that as soon as we have a new episode, you can have that episode and find the latest and greatest information when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And of course, follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, Casey will be in Munich giving updates from that Jolly Rogers account. And you can also follow Casey at the sports case. That's K A S E. You can follow me at Kaylee Meisel. I am Kaylee Meisel. She's Casey Hudson. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time.